It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could Dallas Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Joseph be the team's week one starter in the slot? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys had an open practice to the media on Thursday. We went over our offensive notes on Friday's show. Today, we are talking about the defense. Let's get right into it with Calvin Joseph, who was playing in the slot in practice we also got a note from Brian Broaddus that maybe he was playing some safety as well. What are your thoughts on Kelvin Joseph maybe playing in the slot now? Yeah, it's interesting, right? I think he has that kind of skill set, right? He he has the, the kind of cover man corner, loose hips. I mean, athletic, athleticism-wise, he looks the part as a guy who could definitely play inside and outside, right? Um, I, I and, and I think that that was kind of what was – advertised to us when he first got drafted a little bit that he had that ability, but they wanted to kind of focus him on the outside a little bit more early on. Mm-hmm. I think with, with where they are now, they've got so much depth uh, at different spots. They're trying to find ways to get him on the field to, to make him, you know, you get some experience to kind of get, you know, a, a little bit of some career momentum going. I think having him as a special teams ace is, is valuable. Um, and I, I don't think it's second round pick valuable yet. Absolutely. Um, no. So I think they're trying to get him going on a defense that, I mean, it's, it would be tough for uh, an accomplished player to kind of crack this lineup at times. So getting him to work into the slot, maybe even in some safety stuff that provides him more opportunity to be kind of cycled in where they need him because he will likely be a game. If he makes the team, he will likely be a game day active Yes, because of his special teams use. Uh, so if if that's the case, they need to make sure that he's ready to play on the field as a defender. Well, as well. Let, let's do this, right? If we're talking about Kelvin Joseph's strengths as a player, do they line up more with what you want as an outside corner or with a slot corner? Because I would argue that his best trait is being physical and being and being able to tackle. And he's very athletic. Like there's no question about his athleticism. I think the negatives in his game are like route anticipation and, you know, being able to kind of read what a receiver is doing and knowing when the ball is in the air. But if it's just him reacting and yeah. then going and tackling, that's where he's valuable. And that does seem like it lines up with what you want from a slot corner. 
yeah, the physicality, the, the kind of mirrored athleticism, reactive athleticism that he has just very naturally. I mean, that stuff, that's what you see in him when he's covering somebody kind of, and all he's being asked to do is cover a man. Like you see that stuff and you're like, okay, I see what, why he was drafted. I see why he's a second round pick. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of heady stuff that, uh, that comes with playing on the outside. I mean, there, there's a lot of heady stuff that comes with playing on the inside as well, but it, it's, it's kind of different, right? So you, you can uh, play with your athleticism a little bit more inside. If, 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 if you're willing to be physical and, and make solid tackles and, and play like that, you can really make a living inside as, as a nickel corner. Um, and I think that, that there could be aspects of, the kind of pattern recognition aspect that, that happens with uh, with uh, boundary corners that maybe he's struggling with. Maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't see, you know, like he doesn't see a guy coming on an, on an in route and recognize, oh, dagger, I need to make sure that I'm getting proper depth because this is just a clear out route. You know, that it's that kind of stuff that maybe he's struggling with. And when you put him inside, it's all reactive. It's all yes. uh, athleticism, and that's where he thrives, right? Where he doesn't need to think about it. He can just Correct. react and, and, and have a job. So, so maybe that's where they're playing to his strengths. A bit. So could you see him playing or being one of the team's you know, starting slot corners to open up the year? Or you do think they're just trying to find a way to make him useful on defense to justify him being on the roster? I think, I think he would need to be – he would need to improve quite a bit for where he is right now because, I, I mean, the thing is is that I, I feel like you have two very good uh, slot corners, right? You've got Jordan Lewis who basically, I mean, if he isn't the starter at slot, then I don't imagine he's on this team, right? Like, Especially I imagine, when you can save $5 million by releasing him. Yeah, exactly. I imagine that the Cowboys should trade him um, for, for something small, you know, but, I mean, just to give him the opportunity and get something for him, right? Because – if so, if Jordan Lewis is not the starter, uh, you're well, let me back up. You're going to need to beat Jordan Lewis. He's going to need to be better than Jordan Lewis right now in order to kind of take that starting spot, because otherwise uh, you, you just rather have Jordan Lewis or Bland play there uh, where, where you've seen, you've gotten them some experience. So I think he needs to take that job, but if it's close, opposed- but if it's close and that's probably yeah. what the Cowboys are trying to figure out here, right? If it's close exactly. and we can save, five million dollars and basically save a roster spot because at this point jordan lewis isn't playing on special teams right yeah we can keep kelvin joseph as our slot corner we know we've got deron bland who can play in the slot as well and we've got izzy mccomo who can give us some different slots. yeah that's the other thing right (laughs) maybe maybe that's the way that we play the slot position yeah i mean and i think in in a in a world where you like a couple different guys in the slot and you're trying to piecemeal that position together Maybe it doesn't make sense to have a five million dollar slot guy at the top. Maybe maybe you want to, hey, instead of having Jordan Lewis, let's cobble it together with Bland, Makamu, uh, Joseph, just depending on what the matchup is that week. And, well, and that could be a strategy as well. And five million dollars, it's not like it's an insignificant amount of no. money. Like that's as much money you need to sign your rookie class, right? So yeah. if you can save five million dollars and bank it and roll it over to the next year to help you pay for some contracts like cd lamb and micah parsons and trayvon diggs it might make sense that there's not a huge gap between those two players yeah absolutely i mean look it's an opportunity to save some money potentially get some more assets uh, and kind of open things up for uh your youth to kind of get more experience and, and grow so it makes a ton of sense but i i think that there's got to be a threshold that's met by yes. Joseph, by Bland, to, to kind of make sure that you feel comfortable enough to 
send off your starting slot corner somewhere. All right, just to clear this up, Brian Broaddus mentioned on 105.3 The Fan that Kelvin Joseph was playing safety. We think he might have misspoken there. We're not going to say it for sure, but there, I, yeah. our, our guess is that he was playing in the slot and maybe the Cowboys called it their base defense or whatever. But I I don't think we're going to see Kelvin Joseph be like a full-time safety or anything like that. Yeah, it just felt like it was uh, – and, and again, you know, we, we defer to Broadus on this, but but it, it, it felt like he kind of – mentioned it offhand and, and, and sort of a, in a mistaken manner. And, and we hadn't seen any other reports of, of Joseph playing safety. So uh, I'm not discounting it outright. Uh, I, I, I just think just based on what we've yeah. heard and what we've seen, that that might just have been a, a misspeak. Yeah, I, again, I, I think slot is where he plays well. And he is a really good tackler, but I don't see safety. They're already loaded yeah. at safety. Doesn't seem like it makes a ton of sense. Uh, Lena, let's talk about some of the Cowboys rookies that showed out well in the OTA practices. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, if you're betting on the NBA, I highly recommend not betting on the Lakers to win the <laughs> series. Uh, we don't need to talk about that any further, but there's no better place to <laughs> bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every dayers, we've got a special show coming up for you guys on Thursday. Just want to let you know ahead of time, uh, Bacha Lombardi from his awesome, awesome yes. YouTube show. Coming in to talk about some of the offensive line stuff that we talked about on Friday, including what should they do with Tyler Smith? What's going on with Tyron Smith at right tackle? Who's going to win the left guard job? Again, all that coming up on Thursday. Lana, let's talk about some rookies. Uh, Junior yeah. Fahoku playing three technique and three technique only during the OTAs. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I guess they, they, they're full steam ahead on that. You know, it, it, maybe, be, the, maybe the idea is that it's not, you know, a, a, an inside outside situation. I mean, you know, look, these guys move around a little bit. Even Osa played a little bit outside at, at some different packages. So, uh, you know, the idea that they would be leaning into him playing three technique up front and getting reps at that position makes sense because he hasn't played a ton there. So let's get him a, a bunch of reps there to see how comfortable he is. Uh, and then, you know, if, if it works out, if it looks good, maybe you make him make that his full time position. He certainly is big enough now. I think he's 282 plus at this point now. So, yeah, uh, yeah, which is which I think is is kind he of just needs a couple more right. summer barbecues and he'll be just that's fine. right. Yeah. A couple couple built bars. Uh, the, 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 those 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 are going to help you gain weight unless you're lifting a lot. So yeah. uh, I, I think that the key thing is, is that he 
is getting the opportunity to kind of do the things that he didn't do as much in college, but that we do expect him to do more in the NFL. So I, I wouldn't necessarily completely read into this yet as he will only be a three technique. Uh, because it could just end up being that this is where he's focusing on because this is where he has the least experience. So they're trying to get him to learn that spot, knowing that he can play outside. But obviously they have uh, uh, solid plans for him to play at that spot at some point during the season. Um, and, and I think that's exciting just be- based on his play, just based on his motor, based on his yep. get off. They'll get a different kind of, of uh, pass rusher at three technique that they had previously, even from Golston. He's just a different type of player than Golston. Yeah, there's, I mean, he's just not going to be a base defensive end for them. Yeah. Like, they just have so much depth at that position or position. There's no reason to even mess with it. Like, just give him as many snaps as possible inside so that he's ready to go once we get to training camp. We should also mention Mozzie Smith. Again, no pads, no helmets. It's not like they were really going full speed or anything like that. But uh, Mozzie Smith, one of the, the big winners of OTAs because nobody carries 320 pounds like he does. So that's yeah. that's really the only note that we got. We actually got it from Brian Broaddus again that he looked really good in, in shorts and T-shirts. Apparently, apparently him and him and Scootamaker were the uh, the two uh, short shorts and sh- shirts winners of, uh, yeah. of of OTA practices. So yeah. at least they look good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we should talk about another rookie, an undrafted free agent, Isaiah Land, who we discussed a couple of weeks ago from Florida A and M. The Cowboys are working him out at linebacker, but it seems like they've already kind of fallen in love with him again. Got a couple of different notes on him uh, looking really good in the OTAs. What are your thoughts on him kind of playing as that rush linebacker? Yeah, I mean, clearly they've got a, a specific plan for him, right? Because he comes in with all this pass rush prowess. Uh, obviously, you know, a, a very, very successful college career as a pass rusher. Uh, and they clearly have plans for him to be a linebacker. Uh, I don't think that that means that they won't be rushing the passer with him at all. Yeah. Obviously, that is in the that is in the cards for him very much so. But I think much like what we just talked about with Bahoku, they're having him focus on a position that he will play in the NFL that he didn't necessarily play much of in college. So they're getting him comfortable playing the snaps at, at that position with maybe the idea that he will be deployed for both. Yeah. I think they have a very specific plan uh, that you suggested. I'd love, love for you to expound a little bit about that for what he, they potentially have for a role for him. I just don't want anybody to get caught up on positions, right? Like we did this with Micah Parsons. Like he's going to be listed as a linebacker. He's not really playing linebacker. You've got J Ron curse. Who's listed as a safety who is playing linebacker. Like where these guys are lining up in positional drills just doesn't matter all that much. But what I think Isaiah land is going to do, I think he's going to be ideally Micah Parsons backup. Right, like somebody that's kind of learning under him, could who could move all around the formation. Isaiah Land has a very, very similar body to Micah Parsons. He's not as athletic, but I think you can do a lot of the same things just at a much lesser level. I think they would like to have somebody where, hey, if Parsons goes down for a week or two, we don't have to completely shift our defense around. Here's a guy that can step in and give you similar snaps and we can run similar types of plays and formations, even if Parsons is out. 
Yeah, it's like you, you understand that it won't be as effective as, yes. as when Parsons is But now there, we but... don't have to ditch those 13 plays that are Micah Parsons' plays, right? Exactly, and that's the problem. You know, That's kind of the issue when you have these types of defenses, right, where you're really trying to fit pieces like, the oh, I've got this piece. How do I make it work in my defense? Is that what happens when you don't have that piece next week? Does your whole defense fall apart? Well, well I can give you an you... example of this, to be honest. Yeah, uh, this, yeah please. Pittsburgh, when they had Troy Polamalu, yes, had this problem. Exactly. They, yes. they, it's not that they didn't have anybody as good as Troy Polamalu. Obviously, Duh. you're never going to. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't even have anybody that could even Play line role. up in the same places. So when Polamalu was out, which was a lot, they had to go back to a very standard cover two defense that they were just really bad at playing. They would have been better off just, you know, finding somebody who had a lesser skill set that could do the Paul Mall stuff and have everybody else do their same exact job. And they would have been much uh, in a much better situation. Yeah. And again, this is the problem with specialty players is that when you don't have them, does your defense become so vanilla that, that it can't even operate anymore? Correct. And yes. how do you avoid that? And I think this is how you avoid that is that you keep the same defense, understand that you're not going to get Micah Parsons production out of the Micah Parsons role while he's gone. And then just make sure that everyone else just tries to elevate their game at the positions and roles that they're used to playing. All right. I want to talk about one second year player who was lining up at a very interesting spot when we get back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, I want to talk to you about Deron Bland, who only Mm -hmm. practiced as an outside cornerback uh, during the practice on Thursday. Now, we need a little bit of context here. No Trayvon Diggs. Again, these are very... Voluntary, they do not have to be there. Uh, but Bland did not play in the sl- in, in the slot on any snaps that the media saw. Do you think that was on purpose? Do you think maybe they're trying to groom him to be like that number three outside cornerback? What are your thoughts here? We have to be careful. You know, this is this is again kind of what happens to us every year, right? Like we, we don't get any information for a long time. And then what information we do get, we just, we overreact you know, to it, we right? overreact to it. Yeah. So what I, what I would suggest is that context that you provide is really important. Trayvon Diggs wasn't here. And I, I would again point to what we just discussed with these other players. Bland played, I think more slot than he did outside last year. I could be wrong about that. No, or, that's it, correct. It is. Yep. Okay. So, uh, but I think it's, it, it wasn't, it, it was close. So yeah. I think the idea is, is that look, they want to get Joseph some snaps inside and they want to get Bland some snaps outside. So I think they're facilitating getting some of these folks snaps at positions that they don't, they don't normally get a bunch of snaps at, but they do anticipate them playing in. And that's what a lot of this OTA stuff is, right? It's install stuff. So yep. if you're installing and you're a slot corner, you know this is your second year. You know this. I mean, like Bland started it for several games last year. He knows his job as a slot corner. But now that we're doing install, it might really be helpful to his ability to play outside to take that install 
as the outside corner yeah. as opposed to the inside corner. So now you can learn that other element. Again, same thing with these other guys for land, for for uh, mm-hmm. all these other guys who are playing multiple positions. For them to take the install at the position that they have the least experience about experience with, that's the way to kind of accelerate their growth at that position and make sure that they're ready to play that secondary position by the time the season comes. That's what I anticipate with Bland. I do think that Bland potentially will be, you know, your replacement for Gilmore when Gilmore leaves, right? Like I, I do next think, year, he, yeah. It, w- yeah, whether it's next year, two years, whatever. Like I think that Bland will slide into that spot and be your cornerback too at that point, right? Uh, so I think that they have to get him kind of ready for that a little yeah. bit. Uh, and, and depending on how things shake out at the corner position, like let's say Jordan Lewis is your starter at corner and you've got uh, Diggs, Gilmore, Lewis as your starter, you want to make sure that Bland can be the the next guy off the bench no well, matter who gets hurt. Right? Th- that was, that was going to be my point is I think the Cowboys are trying to weigh, just like they are on the offensive line, is it more important to have our best three cornerbacks on the field or to have a cornerback as like our number four guy who can replace all three positions? So if we get into a game and – Stephon Gilmore goes down instead of having to move two guys, right? You just yeah. move one in, right? Because I think that's the issue that they've gotten caught in a couple times before yeah. is okay, you can play Bland in the slot, but what happens if Diggs goes down? Now you're moving Bland to the outside and you're bringing somebody off the bench to come in the slot. And now you've got two new guys out there. Maybe they just value Bland as a guy that can replace every position and we're going to keep him there. And we'll see if we can kind of cobble together the slot. And that's going to be our best overall secondary in a game. Yeah. Think about how the offensive line had to get shuffled around that way. Right. Like, you know, Tyler Smith sliding out to left tackle. Now you also have to replace left guard to replace Tyler Smith. Same thing here. Right. Like maybe they just, they want to do best five. They want to do best four. They want to do the best three corners. Right. Um, but maybe they need to find a solution that includes making sure their fourth best corner is always the next guy off the bench, no matter yes. what the, no matter yeah. what happens. Yeah. Cause I think what happened last year is Bland played fine. Like Bland was actually yeah. really good when he got in. The problem was, is they just had so many problems with the other cornerbacks, not named yeah. Bland or Diggs. Well, that it, it crushed their defense down the stretch. And 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 uh, frankly, we should we, we haven't really discussed it, but we co- all completely lucked out. I mean, like the fact that Bland was as good as he was. Yeah. I, I mean, saved the season. I mean, you, yep. you honestly could say that because even if Bland wasn't as good as he was, then now you've got two cornerbacks that are I just know. easily exposed. There's no way the Cowboys get nearly as as far as they did uh with with that situation you know if bland had played poorly that, so. that's the tough part though it's like what if bland is so clearly your third best cornerback on the team can you afford to have him not starting well i i i, I think champagne problems baby like yeah i think this i think that... this has happened before with the cowboys like i remember orlando skandrick as a rookie was better yeah. than Mike Jenkins and some of those other prizes, but they had, yep. they had some guys with more skins on the wall. So they ended up basically Orlando's whole rookie contract. He didn't get to play a ton because there were just guys ahead of him. And you wonder did the Cowboys kind of waste some of those young years of Orlando, not just putting him on the field and letting him start right away. I think they've already shown that they don't mind doing that anymore. And I think the reason that look, Kelvin Joseph, look, I mean, they had no problem 
you know, look, Bland's a better player. We're not playing oh, yeah. Joseph anymore. Yeah. We're just, you know, like, like Bland's a guy. They tried Joseph. It didn't work. They put Bland in. He worked. Great. He's your guy. So I, 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 I you're, you're right in the sense that that has been an issue before with this team. I don't know that that's an issue now. You know, no. now I think they're trying to find roles that will make these guys fit as opposed to uh, uh, plugging in pedigree to make sure that pedigree gets an opportunity to play. I will say it'll feel really weird for me if they open the season with Kelvin Joseph starting and Deron Bland on the bench. I mean, look, look, there is, there is a reason that Kelvin Joseph was drafted in the second round. And, you know, yeah. there's a reason he has a skill set and tools that, I mean, if, if it clicked for him this off season, like, and I've been waiting for this since he's been drafted, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he has athletic ability that was like, you know, top, top 10 percent. Oh yeah. Of, That's of why he NFL, got drafted you know? despite yeah. really never playing in college. So if you find a place where he's comfortable, he understands his assignment, he's able to operate it. There's a very high likelihood that he's a better player than Deron Bland, you know, but, but that's, that's still a big if yeah. but I, they have to, they have to, uh, uh, what's the, what's the phrase they have to prepare for, for success. You know, they, they can't, they can't, uh, uh, I think that's what happened with Skandrick that, that they didn't, right. They, they didn't play for success. So when Skandrick showed up and was like good and ready to play, they didn't have a plan to, to exactly. help themselves with that. I think if, if Joseph shows himself to be suddenly elevated and, and had a, an epiphany in the off season, they have to be ready for that because sure. you know he, you could suddenly have a very good player that just kind of showed up overnight. Sure. We'll see a lot of moving parts on this defense yeah. and it's actually fun. Like it's fun to have so many guys that you're trying to figure out how to get them on the field. It's, it's a good place to be. If you're a, uh, a Dallas Cowboy fan, they finally have some depth on defense. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every day. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out our show on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.